Welcome to Folk Rock Diva Talk, your intersectional destination for all things music, dignity politics, personal growth and development, queer life, fat activism, and general existentials. My name is Lily Lewis, the Folk Rock Diva, and I am here to tell you all about the view from my corner of the universe. Wednesday's child. And it's also true that so many terrible things happened on the date of my birth that folk icon Gillian Welch managed to write not one but two songs declaring April 14th Ruination Day. And while I sustained a healthy attraction to rainbows and unicorns as a kid, I mean, you can ask anybody who knew me back then, you'd give me a box of crayons and I'd draw rainbows any chance I got. But I still felt like there was something off about me, like like I was a little muted or a little sullen um, compared to the other kids around. And I think when I was really young, I heard that Mother Goose poem, the Monday's child is fair of face and Tuesday's child is full of grace. Well, Wednesday's child was full of woe. Now, Thursday's child is far to go, and Friday's child is loving and giving, and Saturday's child works for its living, And a child that's born on the Sabbath day is fair and wise and good and gay. Now, I'm feeling more like a Sabbath child lately, but when I first heard that poem as a kid, I thought, oh, that makes sense. I'm a Wednesday's child. That's why I'm sad. That's why I'm full of woe. And I pretty much completely identified with that um, without really pushing back on that narrative until I was much older and had a chance to re-examine that story. When I was much older, I learned that I was sad because I was grieving. I was sad because I had been violated. I was sad because I was lonely and isolated, you know. Um, I had good reason to be sad. I had good reason to be full of woe. Um, And I noticed these days that Uh, When I feel like I don't have mirrors around me and I'm looking for outside mirrors, that sadness comes back. Um, That sort of super tender, super vulnerable, um, unsure of my place in the world space comes back. And lately I've realized that the only thing that saves me from that is when I'm able to stop looking for mirrors outside of myself, when I'm able to find out what my story is and even more importantly, give voice to it. (laughs) That's probably a lot of why I'm doing this podcast even. But before I was able to speak to you like I am now, um, when I was still a desperately shy kid, uh, (laughs) you know, actually, desperately shy adult even, Um, I first started trying to tell my stories 
through music. Um, my songs became my mirror. My songs became my method for trying to fill out and feel through uh, who I thought I was, you know, as a person who often felt invisible. It was through my songs that I pushed back on that invisibility. Um, See, I think growing up black, a black girl child in the Deep South, growing up a queer child in my father's Baptist church, um, and growing up as a trauma kid who had the kind of trauma that teaches you how to keep secrets, all led to uh, being very efficient at teaching me how to remain invisible, how to maintain invisibility at all cost. But for some reason, when my father passed away, I think the grief of my youth caught up with me, or at least started to. And suddenly it became important for me to capture my stories um, as best as I could tell them. And even when I started writing songs, I could tell that I, I was having trouble telling my stories well. But I knew that it was a path that I, that I needed to pursue in order to eventually, hopefully, experience myself in full resolution. So my music became my mirrors. And I find that among a lot of musicians, I'm not alone. Um, today I had the extraordinary opportunity to speak with a young rising singer-songwriter, Jet Holden. Now, Jet hails from Alexandria, Virginia, but he's now living in a small town outside of Johnson City, Tennessee. I heard uh, a remarkable rendering of a number of of other people's tunes, and then I managed to stumble across what I think is a miracle of of a tune that's being born called Taxidermy. I'd like to play that for you now. I believe my life matters, dear When I'm more than taxidermy on your Facebook wall They say the best songs are three chords and the truth Until the truth requires you to heed the call I'm not a martyr I'm not a headline on your morning news report or a political debate you can retort I'm a man who had some dreams that got cut short A casualty among far too many to soar But the long you I deserved it in the courts And the mission will get tough so you'll abort And leave me a mangled mess that they'll distort Until I'm nothing more than taxidermy on your Facebook wall Taxidermy on your Facebook wall Okay. All right. So you're more Virginia than Tennessee. Yes. I don't know why I have to make this distinction in my my, (laughs) view. Virginia is a totally different culture than Tennessee. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would spend, like, the school years in Virginia, and then we'd go up to West Virginia every summer because that's where my grandparents lived. Mm. 
for some reason, I feel like that that explains something about your voice. It doesn't in real life, but in my mythology about you, <laughs> I'm like, oh, time in West Virginia, that explains it. You know, <laughs> yeah, I've I've lived all over, so I've picked up a little bit of like every accent, and they kind of all just blend together. All right. Okay. <laughs> I look, I've been trying to demystify the magic ever since I heard your voice. Like, oh my God. I'm like, well, how is this how is this possible? You know? So I, I'm like Like I know John Denver like wrote the song like Country Roads Take Me Home, but he wasn't actually from West Virginia, but it's like West Virginia's right. anthem. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's become like everybody's anthem, even though very few people, you know, all things considered, are from West Virginia. <laughs> That's a everybody's anthem. But then again, Joni Mitchell wrote the best Woodstock song and she didn't go to Woodstock. So I guess, you know, they say you have to write what you know, but I guess it doesn't always work out that way. It's the uh, only way I know how to write. If I try to write from someone else's perspective, it try, usually doesn't come out too great. Right. I feel you. I, I mean, I think that what lit me up about taxidermy is because it's so close to the bone. Um, yeah. So when I come across that, it feels miraculous and I, and it, it lights up my inside part. So I just wanted to, to thank you for that offering. So I was like, okay, yeah. this is special. This is important. Um, and so I wanted to see if I could get you to talk a little bit about songwriting and what that means for you. Yeah, thanks so much for the compliment. Uh, for me, songwriting is like my chance to vent. Like, I'm not very good at talking about a lot of stuff, or I wasn't when I was younger. So I would I started writing a lot so I could articulate what I was feeling because I didn't really have anyone to talk to. So, like when I wrote that song, it started out like as a way of describing like the what was going on with police brutality or what is going on and mm -hmm. so like I started with that but then in the second verse and it goes through the rest of the song it morphs into as well like the story of me coming out to my Jehovah's Witness family and mm -hmm. like the way religion felt like condemning to me growing up mm. and mm. so like it goes into that as well and so it, it's kind of just like what it was like growing up gay and black in America and trying to like articulate like how little support it feels like, like to see faces plastered on the internet but have nothing come of it. Mm. It just feels like empty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I wanted to write about. I didn't really know how to articulate that until... Like when I posted it on Instagram that day and it just felt right. So I posted it to see like how people would react. And it's been mm -hmm. positive. Like mm -hmm. I was expecting it to be like more of like a controversial thing, but I haven't mm -hmm. really gotten any negative feedback yet. Mm -hmm. Like I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, how does that make you feel that the uh, feedback is different than what you expected? Honestly, shocked. It still doesn't 
feel real. Things have been moving. I got a grant from Color Me Country to like record the song. And so mm -hmm. I'm working on that now, finishing up the writing so I can go to the recording studio. Um, and like I've been able to do like interviews with like you and there's somebody in Europe who has a podcast who I'm supposed to speak with too. It's mm -hmm. things that like it's helping in ways I didn't expect it to. I just put it out there to mm -hmm. like vent, but it's actually mm -hmm. connecting with people in a way I didn't expect. So if you're going to be telling these transparent stories and I, I saw on your Twitter account that you say you're writing the stories that you wish you'd had when you were growing up, right? Um, yeah. What's your what's your best hope for writing these stories and singing these stories? That anyone growing up as I did doesn't feel like they're alone. Like if they don't feel like they have a place, if they listen to my music, they know they have one with me. Kind mm -hmm. of. Like, I just felt really alone growing up, so I don't want anyone else to feel that way. Yeah, I don't think I'd want anyone else to feel that way either. And yet, feeling alone seems to be, like, one of the most universal experiences. I spent a good amount of time in sort of a self-imposed exile from my family while I went out into the world to try to figure out who I was. And then at some point in my late 20s, I returned home to Georgia and lived among my family again. My sister, my brother, my mother. And while I tried to reconcile who we were to one another, um, I found myself ready to get back to the beginning of things. Ready to look at the people who made me and try to see what part of their stories were reflected in me. And that's where the song that I started this show with, Wednesday's Child, was born. In it, I speak about my father. I speak about his father. I speak about his mother. And I end uh, by speaking about my mother and the gift that she gave to me in bearing witness to my curiosity at a very early age. Um, so I'd like to play that song. Uh, but before that, I'd like to invite you all to follow Jet Holden on Twitter. Uh, that's J-E-T-T-H-O-L-D-E-N. And on Twitter, he's Jet, J-E-T-T, Fueled Music. Yeah, see? You see what he did there? Um, so yeah, go find Jet online. Look for what's coming next from him. And while you're out there on the interwebs, you can drop me a line, too, and tell me what's been a good mirror for you. I'm a Wednesday's child Born on day To a preacher man Oh 
caught a cold in his blood Grief comes in so many colors So does love
Support Folk Rock Diva Talk by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash folkrockdiva. And remember, if you're not sure how to be, practice radical decency. <laughs> <laughs>